You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. Hello, 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 hello. We have a special guest in the building today. I say special because... It's probably the last time she's going to do it in a long time. She's really nervous about doing it. We have Melinda. Woo. Hello, hello. What did you say? Hi, hi. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we have a microphone here. I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, no, today we're going to talk to Melinda a little, about, a little bit about uh, what's all been going on and what we've been up to and stuff. Um, so, just in case, we have a washer going in the background. There's motorcycles going up and down the street. Uh, I second ago I saw chickens in the backyard. So if you hear any background noise, that's what it is. We're not being unprofessional. We're just not professionals. So that's what it is. So how have you been doing, Melinda? I've been good. I hate when people ask that, right? Like we don't live together. Like yeah. you listen to podcasts and the people come in and <laughs> and like how you been doing? Like you did, we're just talking before you came in there. Right. But everything's good. Yeah, everything's been really good. So we are coming up on some important uh, an important month. September is a big month for us. We, that September will mark two years that we've been in Trinidad and 10 years that we've been in, on, as, what is it, in the, on mission? And on, the, on the mission field? As missionaries. 10 years yeah. as missionaries, better That's said. Crazy. How do you feel about that? Um, it's just crazy because it doesn't even feel like that long. It still feels like you're still um, getting used to being a missionary, being away from family, and we're, I feel like we're just now getting in the rhythm of the actual work that we're doing and what we feel God has called us to do. So um, though 10 years seems like a really long time, um, it's so short, too. Yeah, it has gone by fast. It's weird, though. So much has happened. Like, when you think back on it, like, so much has happened. It's like, man, it has been 10 years. But, yeah, it just feels like we're just getting started, really. Like, just getting to, like, a, I don't know, the things that we dreamed about, it seems like, yeah. eight years ago. It seems like it's just now getting to a place where it's, it's starting to happen. So, yeah, 10 years on the mission field and two years in Trinidad. It feels like we've lived in Trinidad for five years at least. It's very weird. In a good way. In a good way. But it feels like we've lived here for a long time. We've been working with the church for, like, really working with the church for not even a year. It's not even been a year. So crazy. Crazy how time goes by fast. Anyway, so that's what's coming up for us in September. That's a big deal. 10 years on the mission field. It's a big accomplishment. I think a lot of people... In the beginning, not a lot of people. We always say that, right? We always focus on, like, like we exaggerate. Like, I remember, but I remember someone telling me in the beginning that, like, we'll be lucky to make it two years or something like that. And it's maybe just because we're so prideful that we made it 10 years. I don't know. Nah. Well, I don't know. It's not without challenges. And I just think that um, you focus a lot on the challenges. And, you know, you obviously make those problems bigger and they consume you. So, yeah. And I, going back home or back to your own country is seems like a solution that will resolve all those issues, but it's not true, you know? But I think it's weird, because, like, people are like, you made it 10 years. Like, it's, like, it's survival. Like, it's man versus <laughs> wild. So, yeah, like, it's not, it's not bad. Like, we enjoy what we do. It's not surviving it or making it. Like, it's not, it's not miserable. Like, you know, we enjoy it. There's no surviving or making it. It's, I don't know. I feel blessed to be here. I feel blessed to be able to do, and not one of those weird blessings. Well, I guess, you know, like, <laughs> something you really don't like, but it's a you know it's a high responsibility. Like no, it is a responsibility, and it's a um, and even new challenges with the church and stuff. But I, it's not 
It's not something that like I'm suffering through. Oh, made it ten years. No, like definitely happy to have been serving for ten years in the mission field. And I don't know. Can I ask questions? Uh, you just <laughs> did. So. I'm not sure how this works. No, you talked about uh, suffering, um, and that's a word that you hear a lot for people that say they want to be missionaries or choose to do a short-term mission uh, trip. People, I guess, looking at us kind of say, wow, you're suffering for the Lord. Like, how do you feel when, when they say that to you? I, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I understand what they're saying, and like, I, I think it's, it's in an indirect way. Like, I think it's people's way of trying to encourage us, but... Like we're not suffering. Like it's just not suffering for me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like if you go to some jungle in like you know Asia somewhere, and a kid doesn't have you know a PlayStation Four or a TV, and you're like, oh, he's suffering. Is he really suffering? You know, like, right. and I I don't know. And just the more, nah, I just I, suffering is a big word, man. I think there are people literally being tortured for their faith and stuff right now. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is like live here, like in not just live here, but you know, in, in, the, in the practical sense. Obviously, we know the ministry part is is big, but on the practical side, like I just have to be here and like work in the ministry. And our country, up until now at least, is still free to share the gospel. And we we did have some challenges with that last year that were coming up or whatever. But even so, like it's not suffering. And then too, like. When you think about our reward and eternity and what it is, like what it, what is suffering really? Like let's just be honest about that. Like is is even is sickness even really suffering? Like you know, I, I mean, I'm I'm asking a question. I'm not trying to make a deep statement, but like it's is is anything that we go through here really really considered suffering? If our reward is so great yeah. for eternity, I I I don't know. I mean, maybe it is. I, I I don't think so, but maybe it is. It's like even sacrifice goes along with the suffering too. Is like. Me and Simon were talking about this the other day. It's like, you sacrifice so much. And like, well, what have I really sacrificed? If, you know, the, if the Bible says, what does it profit the man to get to, what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? If you, if you're quote unquote sacrificing the world and you're gaining your soul, that's not a sacrifice. That's, that's what we call the come up. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that's not, I don't know. And I think, I get it. I do get it. And I'm not trying to, you know, but like. I just think we, we sometimes we can easily focus way too far on what we don't have and what we don't. And, and you know, teach their own, I guess, to an extent. But, like, at the end of the day, like, all, I don't know, like, all this stuff is, is turning to dust anyways. Yeah. You know, like, you, and I, not, again, not trying to sound deep, but this, I don't know. Yeah, but I think that's probably a barrier why a lot of some people choose not to do missions because they're like, wow, I don't know, I can't be like you guys. I admire you so much when because they see what we have to quote unquote sacrifice all the time but it's it's just material things and you adapt you know yeah um, and it's and it's human nature to adapt so it's not really a big big deal when like someone asked me uh, a few years ago I know like, who it was I'm not gonna say his name though <laughs> but uh said you guys don't have Walmart oh I couldn't live without Walmart <laughs> it's like first of all <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, like, Walmart is a privilege. Mm-hmm. It's a luxury. And so I, th- I think we are in danger as a body of Christ, as, as just humans in general, when we see luxuries as, or lack of luxuries as suffering. Mm-hmm. It's a very high privilege when we have, Walmart, it's, it's great in a, in a sense, right? Like, we're not going to get into the challenges that you have with going to Walmart. But 
Um, remember that lady told you to go back to where you came from or something? Yeah, <laughs> Anyways, we're not going to get into that today. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, I, I don't know. That's not really a sacrifice to me. You know what I mean? That we don't have... It, yeah, it, it would be great and way more convenient if we did have Walmart. Don't get me wrong with that. Um, and way, just way more easier. But that... Is losing a luxury really a sacrifice? I, I don't know. Anyway, it's a much bigger conversation. Yeah. That, um, but it's a good thing to talk about ongoing. Um, yeah, so anyways, you've been doing well. Yeah. The girls have been doing well. Yes. So I have some stories about Jolie. Um, and you don't, you don't know one of these, at least. Oh. I saved it just so I could say it here. Um, so first things, I guess, somebody asked me about the girls anyway, so... They're doing well in the conversation, though. No, they got a, um, they got a, a, a baby chicken. Um, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. I hate it. And you, you possibly can hear it in the background crying right now. Um, and it's constantly literally just chirping and crying. It lives in a bucket. And, <laughs> like, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't care. If, I, I fully expect it to die. We don't have a heat lamp or anything like that. And uh, anyways, I'm not going to say my full true feelings on the chicken, but my kids have it. Anyway, but I don't know. The girls are sweet about it, and there's, they, Jolie specifically loves taking care of it. And um, I think today I'll tell stories about Jolie, and another time I'll tell Jalen. But Jolie, if you know Jolie, you know that she is a very sensitive, very sweet, and thoughtful child. Um, so just for an example, the other day, I picked them up from school every day, and I have to go in and get them, you know, for safety reasons or whatever. So you, I went in. And uh, I've got Jolie, and Jalen wasn't done with her homework yet, or her writing down her schoolwork. Surprise, surprise. And um, Jolie was the first one finished, another surprise. And so Jolie's standing out there, and she says, oh, Dad, there's that lady, whatever her name was. She said, can I, can I go talk to her? I said, uh, I guess. You know, I could see the lady. I had no idea who it was. And Jolie runs up to her and gives her a huge hug and uh just puts her head, like, you know, like, buries her head in the woman's chest and, like, gives her, like, a huge hug. And, like, the, la- the lady just melts, like, if she's giving her a hug. And I'm like, who in the world is that? And they exchange a few words. I can't hear them. I can see them. And so Jolie comes back, and she has a big smile on her face. I said, Jolie, who, who is that lady? Because it's not her teacher. She's like, oh, you know, that's the lady that, uh, you know, uh, she, she cleans the school. She's like, she cleans the school. She helps us so much. She cleans up all the spills and stuff. Our school would be so dirty if she didn't do her job, Dad. And I was like, good grief. Like, who raised this kid? Like, you know, it makes us seem like great parents, but I don't know where she got that from. So that, that's really, in a, in, a, in a nutshell, how sweet Jolie is. Fast forward to, well, actually, this was just last week that that happened, like Friday or something like that. Fast forward to day before yesterday, which was Monday. Jolie got in a fight. So That's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. I fully expected and anticipated Jalen getting in a fight before Jolie. So there's a boy that's been messing with her and pulling her hair and stuff for really over a year. They changed schools this year. He went to their school last year. First day of school, they show up, the boys in their <laughs> class. <laughs> and uh, it, long story short, we have been telling Jolie to defend herself and, you know, whatever. And tell the teacher. We told her to do all the right things first. And the teacher really doesn't do anything. Different conversation for a different day. So, hey, defend yourself. Jalen, also defend your sister, whatever. And so Jolie's saying, I got so mad that, that I, I would just want to hit him in the face so bad. I said, well, why didn't you hit him in the face then? Because he, he hit her in the face. And she's like, because he was doing all this. <laughs> and, like, he's bobbing his head and weaving like, you know, the kid had seen a movie. So she said, I hit him in the arm like a thousand times. 
And then I kicked him. <laughs> it was a brawl until he said, until he said, I won't eat you anymore. And so then she said, she stopped. But uh, I asked Jalen, what was she doing? And she said, <laughs> watching. <laughs> I, I asked him, was this during recess? And she said, no, it was during class time. I said, Where were, did your teacher say anything? No. What were they doing? I don't know. She said they didn't see. I don't know how they didn't see. But anyway, so the girls are doing well, defending themselves, fighting the good fight. I guess, so to speak, or whatever. Um, <laughs> the bad fight, I don't know. You know. Maybe we're terrible parents. I don't know. But she's not going to get beat up without a fight. That's one thing. And she's not coming home crying every day like she used to. Good grief. Last year. Yeah, like our kids are just complete opposites. Like you have Jolie who's so sensitive. And Jalen is just, there's a little bit of thug inside. She told me she got in a fight with that same little boy and that she, she made him cry. Jalen did? Yeah. Jalen's never told me this. See, like... <laughs> it's probably a walk in the park for her. Just every, just, you know, that's, she calls it Tuesday. Jolie calls it a fight, you know. It's a regular thing for Jalen. They're just different. Jalen's not more aggressive. She's just more no-nonsense and not even remotely as sensitive. Jalen is a lot more cold. She is sensitive. She's a little girl, you know, but she's just a lot more stern, a lot more cold, and I don't know. Just very different. It's very interesting to watch them grow and develop how they're both different. Anyways, um, so that's what I was going to ask you today, the real reason why we're here. And I feel like you're not nervous anymore, so that's good. So what have you been up to? What have you been working on? I've been talking just in general the past couple weeks about, and you've heard the podcast, about what we've had going on in the grand, on a bigger scale of just, you know, I've mentioned helping the church, but I really haven't gone into much details about how I've gone into, um, before, if not on the podcast, on a video of how... We, it's part of our vision to help other churches grow. Um, uh, I've mentioned other places, like about the hospital, how we want to help them. So, I don't know. Anyway, so what have you been? What have you been working on lately? Because you've been doing a lot. You, Melinda, feels like she doesn't do anything, and like it's not ministry, and I don't know a bunch of other nonsense. But um, tell the beautiful people what you've been working on. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess my role and my the way I've been able to help the church grow is. <clears throat> is uh, through what I've been learning in graphic design. And so um, one thing, it's kind of weird because our church has been in the same place for 13 years or 14? Yeah, something like 13, 14, 14 years. 14 years, years yeah. This year. yeah, 14 years, you're uh, right. And people around the corner don't know that there's a church right here. And so uh, I've been using our churches. We created a church Facebook page and using that to just kind of get the word out that we are a church, <laughs> we're a community, and we're right here in people's community, not too far away from them, and letting them know who we are. And um, by posting, like we post like three, four, four times, four or five times a week, um, to let people know when church services are, and know that we have a time of uh, fellowship before service starts, where we eat breakfast together, drink some coffee, just kind of catch up on the week, see how everyone's doing. Um, and also, I think it, it leads to a really smooth transition into service where people kind of already have put their walls down or whatever. I do help with breakfast on Sunday mornings, um, but that's not necessarily ministry. It's just a way that I can help. But it is ministry, though. Like, you know. Well, yeah, I guess I guess since we stopped uh, bringing the kids in from Mana, which is uh, a community where uh, most of the parents... Uh, of the kids there are, are in prison right there in the community. And so so we saw a need, you know, let's feed these kids. Um, I guess since we stopped bringing them in, I stopped seeing it as that. But I guess I shouldn't. Anyways. 
have kids in our community that are coming to eat breakfast too. So, yeah. Um, so that's one way I've been helping the church grow. Um, also, there are some young people in our church who are interested in, in learning graphic design. One, it would be great to have their help um, with the, the post every week. But, but two, it's just a great skill to have in life. People always need uh, some kind of design. Um, but it's especially beautiful, in, in my opinion, to be able to serve the church and, and serve the body of Christ with your talents. And so, so if they can develop those talents, it will serve them professionally and also in, in ministry if they choose to do that. Um, but also in graphic design, I've been able to help the, the hospital too. Uh, also the same thing, uh, uh, a lot of people don't know what services they offer. And so I help them with uh, their flyers and whenever they're doing, uh, is it clinics or campaigns? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it's like a campaign. Like they do these campaigns where they'll bring in, um, like they'll bring in a doctor, a doctor will travel here um, like a surgeon, typically, uh, some type of surgeon, surgeon, uh, like a, what is it called, ear, nose, and throat, or uh, they have the eye guy, too. Um, <laughs> the eye guy. <laughs> what is it called? I can't, uh, not a, a, yeah. Anyways, eye surgeon, whatever, and so they'll do a campaign, and they'll do pre-sign-ups, and they do all these surgeries uh, for like a week. They'll do essentially non-stop, low-cost surgeries or whatever, so. So I just help, help them get the word out on those campaigns and, and it, the relationship is just, just starting get, uh, right now so I hope to do more in the future. I help them with their um, yearly report and quarterly newsletters so that they can uh, first of all we translate them from Spanish to English because their supporters are in um, they're scattered right, Canada throughout uh, the UK and, and, and Right now, there's no one in the hospital that could uh, translate from Spanish to English so that they can communicate with their supporters. So, so it's a big deal for them to, to have their updates translated for them. And then uh, also just format it in a way that is easy to, to read, pretty on the eyes, and um, just professional looking for them so they're not just you know throwing in some random stats and numbers without any thought into it. So it really just, it makes them look good as a hospital. And that's, and we just want to help them with that. You know, we don't, we don't receive anything uh, for that. But it's a privilege for me that, you know, here I am, a stay-at-home mom and um, being able to, to help in that kind of capacity uh, to reach the people in our community, you know, because it, they get lower rates and healthcare costs for people who don't who aren't able to afford uh, that that same level of, of healthcare at a different hospital. So so they're a blessing to our community. They're a blessing to our family, and I'm thankful that we're able to be a blessing to them as well. So, so like for an example, though, just to see like the difference of what like a consultation. And so there's doctors that do essentially they'll do a morning turn at the at the hospital here at the clinic here across the street. And it'll cost about seven dollars, six to seven dollars for a consultation. I know you're thinking it's wow, that's insane. I need to go to Bolivia. I know you're thinking that, but anyways. Um, but in the in the evening, they'll work at their regular clinic or their private clinic or whatever, and it costs thirty dollars for a consultation. So you can see the difference of you know just the low cost healthcare that they're providing or whatever, and it's it's, it's really really helpful. Um, we want more people to take advantage of it. I think a lot of people don't even know that. Um, but just try to help them get their support up and get um, that people, their supporters know what's going on and stuff with them too. So, yeah, that's a big deal. So, 
you still singing or? Yeah, I'm still singing. I think I'll always be singing. Um, so I am helping out on the worship team. If anybody knows me knows that I've done it most of my life uh, since I started going to church. Um, <clears throat> just help with, uh, I help with the organization of it and the song list rotations and also post the song list on our church's website so that the church can um, be comfortable with either the new songs because we have introduced a lot of new songs to our church we were singing really old you know 20 30 year old songs um, for a while and so so it's nice for them to have these songs um, anyway so I made the list um, I am one of the two vocalists right now um, we're hoping that you know we can grow that in the future um, and also, um, last year we did uh, vocal classes um, for anybody who was interested, but um, this year we wanted to be a little bit more focused. We kind of learned from last time that if you just open up a free class for people to learn how to quote-unquote sing, anybody's going to come. You know, there's not really a direction, not really a purpose for them wanting to come, so their commitment level's low. But um, recently we've been asked by a church to uh, give their... Uh, worship team uh, vocal lessons and which I thought is is awesome you know I've, you don't hear that often that a, a church's worship team wants to take take it seriously you know to uh, take their um, I guess service to the Lord and, and to the church seriously to the point where they want to grow and, and get better in, in their gift so so yeah we're actually starting that on Friday so I'll be going for my first time to this church, um, meeting new brothers and sisters in Christ, which is exciting because I'm mainly just staying in in our area, in our community. So getting to meet new people also is, is kind of cool. And it is cool, not kind of cool. And, and just being able to help. <laughs> all the way cool. All the way, 100%. Um, being able to uh, help their church grow and help their church um, more effectively reach their community, you know. So that's exciting. Yeah, it, it plays right into the vision, too. Like, when I was in the States la last year, year before, yeah, last year, I talked a lot about that, about just discipleship, and we're called to be disciples who make disciples. And if we're called to be disciples who make disciples, then we're called to uh, plant churches or raise churches that plant churches. And I think a part of that is helping other churches, too. And that's something we've said since, really, even before we were working in the church, is just a passion to help um, establish and develop other churches. And so, I don't know, to see that finally, not even just, because we could do it before, but to happen the right way, I think, through doing it at our church and then seeing a little bit of development and then see other people, other churches reach out. And he, even having that same team mentality, I think a lot of times, churches are worse than gangs in, in yeah. 1980s LA, you know. Um, but so to see churches really be able to branch out and like, hey, we are on the same team. Like, you know, you don't have to let us preach or you don't have to, whatever, if you want to be in this. But we, there are other ways that we can help each other get better and to reach the people that are in our immediate surroundings or whatever. So yeah. really cool, really exciting. Um, uh, let's see, what else are you doing? Is there something else that you missed? Did you, did you mention the boys? Are you doing design with the boys? Uh, I Briefly, yeah. uh, I mentioned them, yeah. Good talk then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I have a question here that was sent in, and uh, the question really sent in. Yeah, well, sent in via private text message because no one listens to this podcast <laughs> except for our friends, our very close friends. So it's like <laughs> it's five people, and it wasn't my mom that sent the question in; it was someone else. It says, "How much English do you actually speak over there? 
Do you preach in Espanol and talk Spanish all day? Um, I speak English to four people. Melinda, Jolie, Jalen, and Simon. Uh, no one else speaks. I, I don't know anyone else that speaks English. I mean, of all the people I know in Trinidad, I don't know anyone else that speaks English. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that, it's, it's a lot of English because, you know, I mean, I talk to the people I talk to the most are you and the girls. And, I mean, sometimes even the girls speak in Spanish to us, Jolie specifically. Um, yeah, so I speak at, pretty much at home is where I speak English. The rest of the time is, is Spanish. Like everything else is Spanish. I do preach in Spanish. I better pre- after 10 years, I better preach in Spanish. If, look, listen, if you guys come here and I couldn't speak Spanish, you need to bring me home. After <laughs> 10 years, bring me home. Like there's, it, anyways, yeah, so I do preach in Spanish. But your um, notes are different things. My notes are in Aramaic. Like, <laughs> no, it's like Spanglish. Like, I, it's, I'll have like... Yeah, it's just, it, I don't know, what it, the way I think and study, it's, I'll study from English resources and Spanish resources, and so I just, it just comes, like, it's my notes, and I know what I'm saying, so my notes will be in, but it's funny, because Melinda will use my notes to put something about the sermon on our Facebook page, and um, like I mentioned before, we're turning in some of the uh, notes into, like, these mini books for, like, mission trips and stuff in the future, until so Simon is, ten- and so they both kind of been on the bad end of seeing my notes of like just kind of all over the place uh not grammatically but <laughs> linguistically I guess you can say it's like uh so they're in both Spanish and English but yeah I preach in Spanish no I, no one in our church besides Melinda and Simon speak English um yeah so it's it really is Spanish all day except for at home we speak English everything else is Spanish all day it used to be remember how exhausting that used to be like mentally yeah. exhausting but now it's um pretty normal yeah they say like they say once you start uh, dreaming in spanish or you have your first dream in spanish that you become fluent and it's exciting like i first had i had my first spanish dream like two weeks ago oh i know yeah <laughs> my thought... mom had his like six months into speaking spanish and it's been years <laughs> for me <laughs> and i come from a spanish-speaking family so i don't understand why it took me so long anyway. but we funny. finally stopped thinking in english so that's a we you still think in English? Uh, when you're speaking in Spanish. I, so when I'm speaking in Spanish, sometimes I think in English. And when I'm speaking in English, sometimes I think in Spanish. It's just, it's annoying. I can't get on yeah. the same page. That's my biggest challenge. It's like when I was in the States, like, I, you know, I had to talk. I was talking, speaking to these churches and stuff. And, like, that was a big challenge is I would get up front. And for some reason, like, I just couldn't. It's not that I forget English. That's really, I hate when people, like, oh, I'm forgetting English. No, you're not. Or start talking like, you know. Like, um, uh, how do you say, uh, come on. You like, do forget words. You forget words that you don't use. Yeah. But you do that even when you're speaking one language, right? And so, like, I don't know. But I, I just think, like, you think, so I think for me, I look at Spanish as not as another language, as extra vocabulary. vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, like when, so when you're with your friends, like me specifically use, like, a certain set of words and stuff. Yeah. And then you have, like, uh, there's a comedian that said... <laughs> you're all bilingual you speak streets and you speak job interview and so you have these two sets of ways to speak and so for me that's what Spanish is and so so for instance like if I think like the first if I'm trying to think of a word like as I'm talking you're thinking right and sometimes the first word that comes will be the Spanish version of that word instead of the English word and so then I, I get hung up 
it's still, it means the same, but it's just that these set of people don't understand that. And so then I get hung up and I have to think back, oh, wait, what's the other word that I use for this yeah. or whatever? And so anyways, it's complex, complicated, but fun. So anyways, did you enjoy this? Uh, m- more than I thought I would, yeah. Would you do it again? Uh, yeah. We'll see you next week then. No. <laughs> no, you'll be back on. I think you enjoyed it a lot more than what you admit. Yeah. So that's all we got for today. That's what's been going on this week. Um, keep us in your prayers, all that's going on. We've been working hard. I got sick uh, the past two days. That was no fun at all. Like, just bedridden. And then when you're sick for, like, two days, then you don't want to get up on the third day. Like, I mean, I wasn't, that wasn't trying to be spiritual, but, like, you know, you've been laying down. And it's like, then after you actually do feel better, you just, you're in the habit of laying down after only two days. And so, anyways, but we're all better now. Uh, keep us in prayer as we move forward and keep working and striving for health and energy and guidance and all those things. So, um, yeah, I think that's all I got. Anything else you want to say before you leave us for a month and a half or so? <laughs> no, just take care. Oh, good advice. (laughs) All right, thanks, guys, for listening. We love you all. We appreciate your love and support. Sorry this podcast was extra long today. Melinda, talk box over here. Gosh. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. We look forward to hearing from you. Have any questions or messages or anything, uh, you can text them to me if you have my number. uh, Facebook, Ramon Gore, Red Roots, Inc. Is it Red Roots, Inc. on Facebook? Yes. Red Roots, Inc. on Facebook. Red Roots, Inc. at gmail.com. That's right, right? Yes. Yeah, Melinda has all the details. I'm just, I'm just a talker. I'm just a face. Or info at redroots.org. Or info, info. That's not it. Or info at redroots.org. So contact us. Reach out to us. We look forward to hearing from you. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one.